I hear this quite often for business owners and entrepreneurs is they're only looking at their financial reports maybe quarterly. You can lose a lot of money in a quarter. <laughs> I think yes. I think COVID showed that, Weekly, right? monthly, yeah, for sure. Minimally, yes. monthly. Minimally. Welcome to One Next Step, the most practical business podcast in the world. Helping you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence with tips and tools you didn't get in business school. Here are your hosts, Trisha Shortino and Lisa Zeveld. Welcome to One Next Step, the practical business podcast that helps you run your business and make it stop running you so you can enjoy your work and your life. In fact, we're the most practical business podcast in the world. It's time to go from a business manager to a business leader so you can stop managing the daily grind and instead start leading the long-term growth of your organization. Here's the thing, though. Growing an organization is a team sport, not a solo act. One leadership expert says it's not lonely at the top if you bring your people with you. So this podcast isn't just focused on getting more done and growing your organization, We'll always focus on leading a team, your team, with confidence. And here's how we do that. Each week, we release a new episode answering your pressing questions about running a business or organization. However, we're always going to highlight one next step for you and include what we like to call as an activation or delegation guide so you can immediately take action, start applying what you learn, and get your team to help you. Well, let me introduce myself. I'm Trisha Shortino, the CEO of Belay a virtual staffing company based in Atlanta, Georgia. And I'm Lisa Zeveld, but everyone calls me LZ. I'm the COO of Belay, and we have the privilege of helping thousands of organizations save time, decrease hassles, and reduce the stress associated with running a business with administrative support. We're excited you're with us today. In this episode, we'll be sharing the financial metrics that matter most in your business and how to use them to lead your business. You may be so busy making sure everything gets done that you rarely have time to sit down and dig into the numbers. And since we have direct access to Belay's financial guru, Lisa Zeveld, who's the former CFO of Belay, will be picking her brain today. Oh, Trisha, I am so glad we're covering this today. This is a really important topic because many small business owners, especially in the early stages of their company, are experts on the product or service they provide. But let's be honest, probably not the financial numbers. Right now, we want leaders to understand the essential financial numbers in their business so they can make better decisions and improve the health of their finances. Before we hear today's listener question, we want to let you know that One Next Step is brought to you by Belay. We know that you want to be a great leader, but you need to get more done so you can scale. So while your business may be bursting at the seams to grow, you can't possibly do more than you already do. And despite long hours and hard work, do you feel like you can't take a vacation, find yourself being busy instead of productive, lose hours every day to email, feel like your days are out of control? What you need is a team, but hiring is complicated, leaving you stressed, pulled in too many directions, and overwhelmed with doing everything yourself. Let's be real. Your time is better spent growing your organization, not managing the minutia that's best left for someone else. For 10 years, we've helped thousands of entrepreneurs, church leaders, and executives accomplish more and juggle less with the help of executive assistants, bookkeepers, website specialists, and social media strategists. 
With a support team, you will transform your workday, bring order to your chaos, and have more time to focus on your goals. For more information, visit belaysolutions.com. Now, let's get started with today's listener question. Hi, Lisa and Trisha. This is Corey from Georgia. I just started my business 18 months ago, and I've been focusing on two things, getting new customers and serving the customers I have. I'm successfully paying myself and paying the bills, but I don't have a strong understanding of my numbers. Honestly, I'm not really sure where to start. I know profit is what matters in the end. What numbers should I be tracking in my business? And how can I use them to make better decisions? Thank you for your help. Wow, Corey, thank you so much. That is a great question. And thank you for sharing it with us. The numbers should definitely be helping you better understand what's really happening in your organization. And we're ready to help you and everyone listening be more financially healthy. Awesome. Let's dive in and discuss the financial metrics that matter most in your business. Are you ready, LZ? I'm ready. Here we go. Okay. Revenue, the most important number, the number we all talk about. Let's talk about revenue. Yes, revenue, revenue. You know, what's interesting is that so often, I think this is the only thing that most business owners, entrepreneurs, executives really focus on because they just want to get that money in the door. But revenue has a lot of different components to it. So I just want to touch base really quick to make sure we're all in the same playing field because there's different types of listeners out there. They may have an installment revenue type of business, right? So this is something service or product that when it is sold, that if it's a smaller product, you might get all that revenue up front. So it just may all come in one month or one day, right? If you service and maybe you're going to sign a contract over a longer period of time, you may have installment payments. So maybe you get 50% up front and then you get a little later, um, you know, a little bit more later on. That's important to know. There's also something right now very popular in gig economy businesses, also software as a service. I mean, guys, this has been around since magazines, and that's subscription-based revenue or recurring revenue. Now, that's my favorite kind. I think that's your favorite kind, too. Because it just keeps coming. (laughs) It just keeps coming. That's right. But there there are things to be celebrated. We happen to like recurring. But there's also pitfalls in both, too. But I think you need to start there. Really understand how your revenue is coming in. You really can't do any of these other things that we're going to talk about unless you know how your revenue is coming in. Outside of that, because you're tracking your revenue, you need to know how you're getting money, is you're going to want to know how many SKUs, how many services you have, because you're going to want to be able to dive into each one of those to see which one is performing really well and which one is performing not so well. You may have to make hard decisions in the future If something's not performing well, you may love that product or that service, right? We've we've actually had some of these here at Belay that we've had to sunset. That's a really nice word for we had to get rid of it. (laughs) (laughs) We thought it was a great idea, but the numbers were showing maybe the public didn't think so. Right. But but let's go back to that, right? So if we were not separating that Mm. product and that service we could really hide some things that were going on 
and think we were being successful as a business and maybe even pouring more marketing dollars in there, putting more res- any type of resources to it. And at the end of the day, it's not going. So it's important, not just for mm-hmm. that overall giant pool of money that you have in your account, that big revenue number. It's important to see that number. And you're going to want to track that. You're going to want to track it, you know, weekly, daily, monthly, annually. You're going to want to go out 12, 24, 36 months to have trends but you're also going to want to look at the trends that are happening in that particular SKU for that product, that service, or service lines. So that way you have a really good understanding of how your income is coming in, where it's coming from. If you should invest in more than you should the others, if you should perhaps sunset one and move it on to something different. we separate, we offer many different services. So all of those are separated. And then within each service, they're separated by installment, implementation Mm -hmm. fees, buyout fees, and then the recurring monthly fees. So we're able to see the breakdown of every different service, the different kinds of revenue within each service. And Lisa puts all that together for me as CEO and our owners weekly. I mean, we see updates of all of our revenue on a weekly basis. And that does help us even shift on the fly mid-month or going through a month if we notice a certain area is less than we anticipated. And another thing that I love that's included in revenue is we use a lot of percentages. Mm -hmm. So we base calculations on percentages, and then we know which products are the larger percent of our um, overall revenue and which are sub-products, if you will. So all of those revenue numbers broken down in various different ways to really give you a great snapshot picture to look at frequently so that you can make great decisions going forward. So love, I think we all know and love revenue. That one's not going to be a new one for many people out there. No. And tracking, like you said, I mean, you have to track it, especially for somebody who might have an installment-based business. Um, In recurring revenue models, traditionally, there's not a lot of ups and downs, right? You don't have these big peaks and valleys. We do here at Belay. Um, we, we do have some seasonal change, but it's specifically more important if you have installment because maybe you're a CPA and things are really busy going into tax season. Right. And then kind of during the summer, things slow down a little bit. That's going to have to help you plan. You're going to have to know that more. So depending upon your industry and, and what you're actually selling will depend on how you budget, cost of goods, all those things. Right. But the trend of it all is going to be important so you can forecast later in the future. Well, you teed up the next number. Ooh, <laughs> you teed okay, up the next me. metric. Okay, go. You said cost <laughs> of goods. Okay. So yes. cost of goods. Okay. What are cost of goods and then gross margin? I'd love to you to just kind of throw out that equation and talk a little bit about cost of goods and gross profit margins. Yeah. Yeah. So cost of goods or cost of service, if you're a service-based business, Really what that is talking about is how much does it cost you as the business owner to provide that good or that service to your client? It's kind of a little bit more simple, I think, if you are actually making tangible items. We like to say widgets. Uh, If you're making a widget, you know. The cost of the widget. (laughs) 
Yes, and some operating expenses. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. Maybe that widget cost you 25 cents to buy and you're going to sell it for a dollar. That's your cost of good. That's a very important metric. That gross margin metric is very, very good to know because that's going to go all the way down to the bottom. We're going to get there in a second, but, but it's good to know where you start because you need to know how to price your product or your service. So products, like I said, a lot easier because you're probably going to have that hard cost in there. Services the same way. So if you are a consultant, again, if you're a CPA, maybe an attorney is the same way, then your time providing that service becomes the cost of good. Well, then you have to add that profit on top of it, right? You need to make money. If you, going back to the widget, if you bought it for 25 cents, you're not going to sell it for 25 cents because you're going to you're going to go out of business really really quickly. So you want to follow that really closely. So that's the definition of it. The the metric side of that is is an easy math problem. I like to think of everything coming in as the revenue. You could do this backwards and think of if you bought something or the cost to provide that service, you can start with that whatever that looks like. But then you're going to want to know what the delta is between the two. Are you going to go with a 30% gross margin? Are you going to go with a 50% gross margin? I know our friends out there in software, theirs is a lot bigger, and mm. man, I'm jealous mm. of that. I think they can get even up to 70% gross margin. So then they know how much they need to operate their business on. And you've got to follow that number really closely because no matter what you are doing, kind of like your own personal bank account and your own personal budget, before long, you can see things creeping up. Maybe your manufacturer changed. Maybe all of a sudden, instead of 25 cents, they're now 35 cents. If you're not tracking it or you're not tracking it frequently enough, I hear this quite often for business owners and entrepreneurs is they're only looking at their financial reports maybe quarterly. You can lose a lot of money in a quarter. Oh, <laughs> I think yes. I think COVID showed that, Weekly, right? monthly, yeah, for sure. Minimally, yes. monthly. Minimally. Yeah. So you're mm-hmm. always taking a look at how much is it costing you And just to offer that product or that service, keep a really hard look at it. And again, depending upon how long you've been in business, remember when we first started, Tricia, like we had nothing. We had no benchmarking. There was nothing. (laughs) We made our own benchmark, right? And I think that's a good point for entrepreneurs out there, right? To say, decide, pick a percent right? You know what your cost of goods are. Well, you should be able to know that when you're going to market and you're selling what you know what it costs you to deliver your service or product. So then decide what is the margin you want in between and then just adhere, you know, make a decision, adhere, and you can always adjust if if you decide that that's not what works. Right. And I think that I hear more often than not that people undervalue their product and their service. Mm. So you're never going to know really what the top of the market is. If you're going in, if you're a little shy, you're not very confident mm-hmm. about what you're doing and you're coming and going, well, I just bought this widget for 25 cents and I think I can sell it for 50, you know, mm-hmm. and then you're going to get down to the bottom, which we're going to talk about here in a minute, net profit. And you wonder why your business isn't profitable. There's also other costs that go into right. operating your business, which I know we're going to get to. So the cost yes. of the service is one thing, but then there's all the operating costs, sales, marketing, employee, right. salaries. I mean, so you have to remember, you got to give yourself that margin so that you have enough funds to mm-hmm. run your business in a healthy fashion. Exactly. And like you said, uh, we had to, in the beginning, because we were kind of the trailblazers for our space, we had to kind of make some things up along the way. So if that's you and your business, then then definitely go that route. However, 
If you're also in a space where there are some competitors, don't be afraid to reach out to them. There's a lot of information on Google these days. So you can <laughs> you be friends with your competition. Be friends. Totally. Yes. Yes. yes there's enough out there for everybody. Plenty. Yeah. Yeah. So, but, but really lean into your peers, lean into industry standards and try to understand what some of these hard metrics are because they do make a difference. And I promise you, they'll help you make your business more successful, but you can't track them if you're not creating them first. So this Mm -hmm. is why it's so important to have this conversation. Yes. And I remember to your point, when we were first getting started, you spent so much time researching staffing Mm -hmm. industries and what were typical margins. So we had some kind of guide and we weren't shooting completely in the dark. So, you know, just being educated on what's appropriate for your industry is is huge. It's key. Okay. So then let's get to the bottom line, the real deal. If you're in business to be in business and you're not a nonprofit, then what you care about is net profit. So net profit, let's talk about it. Hey, and even those nonprofits, they need to be profitable, (laughs) (laughs) which is where net profit comes in there. Yes, yes, yes. You know, um, I can't talk about it enough. Again, this is another one of those pitfalls that I see so often in business owners is they don't want to pay themselves or they undervalue themselves. And so you have to create a business model with healthy financial metrics that actually gives you profit at the end. Now, there's two reasons for profit. One is you want to reinvest it back into the business. Maybe there's technology. Maybe you need to do a little bit of R&D, research and development on something that you've been pondering, right? You've got your ideas notebook that you want to go back to and try some things, prototype, all of that stuff. But, but you need net profit for that to reinvest it in the business. But also you need net profit for you. And you need to start thinking about your business in the long range. Totally different topic, but I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to kind of tease it up a little bit. Don't get into business and just live day by day by day. Mm-hmm. Be bold and think about where you want to see your business in 5, 10, 15, 20 years. Is this a legacy type business? Are you going to want to sell the business that matters because your metrics tell a story to your future where you might want to be? So if you want to sell someday, you're going to need to know what does a profitable business look like so that you'll have right. somebody who nobody wants to buy a defunct business either. Right, so, right, right. And and as a CEO, profit gives me peace, right? Yes. So profit equals peace as a CEO and, and our owners, I know for sure. When mm-hmm. there's great profit, then you actually can dream. To your point, you can right. reinvest. You can say, ooh, we have a little extra. How about we add some extra professional development for our team? Or how about we insert some extra into our marketing? And so it gives you the opportunity to really dream big, care for your team, and have peace. There's nothing more stressful as being a business owner or a CEO or a leader of an organization and feeling like you're squeezing by the nickels and dimes. It's, it's, a, yes. it's a very stressful place to live. So giving yourself healthy margins also just kind of helps you sleep better at night. So we talked about the revenue. From that trickles down, you need to pay for that service or that product. So that goes back to what our cost of goods are, that gross margin. 
And then the rest of it, you you teed it up so beautifully before, is how you operate your business. And this is when it's going to go into the salaries, right, that you need to pay for, basically employee burden cost. I won't even stop at just salaries. But what do you need to do to keep the lights on? How about your technology, applications? Maybe you need to have events for your team. Um, again, marketing costs all go into that. And and you can research industry standards for all those areas too, which is helpful in kind of getting down to that net profit. But you want, you need to budget. I know budget for some reason is like a four letter word. It has this nasty <laughs> connotation. But if people would just embrace budgets in their personal life, but more importantly in their businesses, then it just gives them a roadmap to really seeing where their business is going. And that's important. Hey, we just came out of, oh, came out of, I wish. We're in the middle of a pandemic mm. right now, right? We're seeing some businesses get back started. But what happens so often is if you're not aware of where you are financially, you don't have levers to pull really quickly. And I think for us and, and some of those businesses that we have seen really come out of this and start to be a little bit more profitable again is, we knew immediately because we have a, a really tight budget. I run a tight ship around here. Um, <laughs> you do. That we could pull some levers and say, hey, we have this event that we were actually going to do for our team members. Hey, we love our team members, but we want to keep them employed more than we do want to have a nice, fun gathering for them. So let's pull that out. But if we didn't have a budget, we wouldn't know that. And so yeah. coming into all those things is important. And that's what equals your net profit. And here's the other thing. I wrote this down. I want to talk about it. Profit first. So if you know what these metrics are, if you know, hey, gross margin, I want that to be at 40%, and I want my net profit to be at 5 or 8%, whatever that number is for you guys. I'm not throwing that out there as a key for you. But then you can go back to your CPA, whether you have um, financial staff on board with your organization, say, okay, you have 15% to work with operating cost. Let me see what you can do with that. Yeah, and that's kind of how we run belay, right? Yes. Like we we know we know what our profit needs to be. Mm-hmm. We know what our gross margin is. So we know the delta in the middle always is what we have to plan how we run belay. Sales, marketing, right. staffing, equipment, event, all the things. And our team is just thoroughly trained because like you said, you run a tight ship. We run a tight ship. We're not messing around with the dollars and the cents around here. If it is this number, it is this number. So um, down to the really just (laughs) stick to the plan. Don't overspend. And then to your point, when you wind up in a pickle, when something goes sideways, like it has in 2020, but if something goes sideways, you can quickly and easily adjust because it's right in front of you even if it's on a spreadsheet. But it's so easy to run a healthy financial organization if you have great financial organization. All the Mm -hmm. numbers add up, you have great budgets, and you know the percentages that you have set for yourself, your team, and your organization. Yeah, and even if it's hard to look at right now, right? I mean, there's a lot of businesses that are struggling, and net profit may just be a dream for them. They've been living in the red way too long, and they just want to get out of that. I understand, but you can't fix something unless you know what it is. And so get in there, start looking at it. Your stomach may turn a couple of times, but it becomes a lot easier when you have a handle on it. And then you can make a plan to start becoming profitable. Or if the profit isn't where you need it to be, 
then you can start to make a plan to get it where it was. And, and I know, yeah. you know, really my job is to serve you and to serve our owners. And so really diving deep into those numbers and knowing them like I do the back of my hand makes us all just sleep a heck of a lot better. Yes, yes, yes. LZ, this has been tremendous. I know you guys are taking notes. This is great information. So I will say there are so many good points and takeaways from what you've just talked to us about, about the most important numbers we should pay attention to in business. I know as a CEO, for me, the biggest thing is just know what the numbers are, first and foremost, whatever they are. Know, know what your revenue goals are. Know what your profit margins are, your gross margins. And secondly, review them all the time. Don't wait quarterly. Um, that would be my advice to anybody listening is have it all squared away, written down, agreed to, and look at it consistently. Don't wait a quarter to go. So th those are my huge, as a CEO of, of an organization, that's what I take away from this conversation. I would love to know, Lisa, if, if somebody listening was going to take one really great nugget, one thing away from this mm -hmm. podcast um, and this episode, what would you hope that they would walk away and do from here? What would be their one next step? Yeah, I mean, I think for me to start with, be, only because I know that not a lot of people are gifted in this area, and that is start educating themselves or surround them with somebody who is. Mm. So it's easy for us, you know, in this short amount of time to say, go look at all these numbers, but it still may not be understandable or resonate. But if you've got somebody in your corner who can help you walk through all these things, help you not feel bad if your business isn't profitable or help you celebrate when it is, mm -hmm. I think that that is really what will help you grow your organization exponentially, right? We want to 10X this thing. And so you can 10X it when you know and you understand it. And so if you don't personally, hey, my takeaway is get somebody who does, somebody you can trust. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, that's leadership one-on-one, -on -one, right? Uh, surround yourself with the people who know the things you don't know. Yes. And that's why LZ has been such a great asset and benefit to oh, Belay. And no, y'all can't hire her to be your <laughs> Um, but she is a gift to our organization because she's so versed in finances. So to her point, if you don't have somebody on staff, educate yourself or go find somebody outside, whether it's a CPA, whomever, who can advise you and get you what you need so that you can be aware and paying attention to the right finances so you can have a healthy, thriving organization. Well, thank you so much. This was a great conversation. I love it. Well, thank you, Tricia. So you know what time it is. It is now time for the one next step. As the most practical business podcast, we want to make sure taking action isn't overwhelming to you. So in each episode, we're going to offer you one next step to propel you and your business forward. And today's next step is near and dear to my heart. It is to create your business scorecard. Absolutely. I'm excited to give that away. So to help you do it, we always provide what we call an activation or delegation guide. And this week's guide is our business scorecard template. This simple fill-in-the-blank template will help you document and track your most important numbers. Visibility is key, and having a scorecard in place will help you evaluate how things are going and clearly see whether or not you're winning. To download it now, text the phrase One Next Step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. That's onenextsteppodcast.com.
And when you request today's guide, you'll also receive a summary of today's episode, which includes key quotes and takeaways, links to resources mentioned in the episode, and questions to ask yourself or your team to further explore today's topic. We'll also give you a link to a 10 to 15 minute playlist that you can play in the background while you focus on your one next step. So again, text the phrase one next step to 31996 or visit onenextsteppodcast.com. And if you're not convinced already, we'll even give you an opportunity to submit your business questions so one of us or a future guest can answer it during an upcoming episode. All right, guys. So here's our challenge to you. Go and download that guide and then give yourself the next 10 to 15 minutes to work on your next step. All right. And with that, thank you guys for listening to this episode of One Next Step. We hope you enjoyed this episode and that you will definitely join us next time for more practical tips and actionable tools to advance your business one step at a time. Until next time, own your journey. It's your life and your business. It's up to you to create the life and organization you want. So start by making today count. Thanks for listening to One Next Step. Be sure to subscribe on Apple Podcasts or follow us on Spotify. Then join us next time for more practical business tips and tools to help you get more done, grow your business, and lead your team with confidence. For more episodes, show notes, and helpful resources, visit onenextsteppodcast.com.